Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, good morning and welcome to another episode of Road FS Detail Memoirs. I'd like to say surf's up, but I know surf is not too good there today. I checked the surf report. But anyway, my name is Jody Cedric. I'm Rod Pusey. And the reason why we're talking surf is because we got our good friend Mel Craig, who's a surfer, business owner, and uh, the guy that brought Revivify to the market here in the U.S. And so we're super excited to sit down with you. Thank yeah, you. Well, thank you. we're thank we're you. we're just super excited because our logos are so close. It looks like yeah, we're designing them the same. I mean, it's like a red shield with an R right. off to one side. It's you know, that really, really, that was really a trip. Yeah, I saw that at uh, Southern Detailers Conference. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh. that's in Taiwan, so don't put me in a Oh, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> oh, we love no, it. We love it. We're, we're all good with everybody's stuff. So, yeah. so Mel, this is uh, – we could probably go for three hours on this because oh, you yeah. have some, some really cool background. So let's talk about um, where you started out and how you got where you're at. Yeah, it's uh, a topic that we could spend, you know, four or five hours on easily. The history that I have is – God, I – Sometimes I pinch myself to wonder what I've been and, and where I was and where I've come to today. And, and uh, it has. It's been historic. You know, 47 years later, uh, you know, it's, I go back to junior high school with my brothers. You know, I, matter of fact, I was just on the phone with a couple of hot rod buddies of mine. And we were talking about how I, at 10 years old, it was 1967, I went to SEMA. And it was, uh, it was 10 years old. I went with my brother and it was in Dodger Stadium parking lot. I'll never forget wow. that. Wow. It was like, uh, I don't know, the names were like, the big names then were not even big names because these guys were just getting started. You know, guys like uh, Vic Edelbrock, Dean Moon, Roy Reachter. I mean, you know, these were all speed dudes that were just just making a name for themselves. And I was a yeah. little tagging on with my brother. Uh, and that that's where my roots really started. My two brothers were detailing cars in the 1960s and they were hot rod guys. We come from a large hot rod family and my dad got us into cars big time. And, and, uh, you know, junior high school, I would help him on the weekends and summertime. I would help him do cars. Hey Mel, do the wheels, you know, like five bucks, you know, like, yeah, different, you know, you yeah, know, for those of you that are looking, those- you're looking back then at detailing when there was no industry, you know, it was, uh, you know, a lot, I, I talked to a lot of very successful businessmen today. A lot of my high end clients, in fact, you know, they all started out throwing a newspaper or mowing a lawn or detailing a car. You know, it, it's, it's like, you know, it was just a way to make some extra cash. And, and, uh, even in my younger years when I was detailing cars, I never looked at it as a career. Um, I actually in 75, when I joined the U S army and got out in 79, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. All I knew is the army was going to cover my college tuition. So I went to San Diego state university. And although I didn't finish, I, I went for three years, but, uh, in 1980, uh, I was scouted out by Hershey chocolate company and had an opportunity to go to work for corporate America and uh, ended up declining. 
and I sat down with my dad and he said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go into detailing full time. And he looked at me and said, you're going to clean cars for a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, it, 19, you know, I'm looking at 47 years later and, and yeah, there, there was a, there's a lot of history in the auto detailing industry and, and it goes back to where there was no industry, you know, and yeah. the things that we started out with, what we had to do to, to clean a car. I mean, basically we, we would drive to like a uh, pet boys um, and buy some supplies off the shelf and then take them with us and, and either detail cars in my dad's shop or go mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's how we started. It was interesting. You know, we, we didn't have access to any of this, you know, look what it is today. Oh, I yeah. know that. I think that's funny is because there was a, there was a conversation a couple of weeks ago where somebody said, are, are we really an industry? I mean, do we call detailing <laughs> industry? And I'm like, oh, yes. I'm like, dude, if you were, if you had as much gray hair as I do, and you went back to the days when what it really was hair? somebody, yeah, there's somewhere <laughs> when it really was somebody standing on a street corner with a bucket, you know, and it really wasn't an industry. I'm like, you have an organization, you have bylaws, you have rules and ethics. Of course it's an industry. Yeah, and, it's a big industry. Yeah. Multi and, and I think it's dollar industry. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I was going to say is, is, is there's the money that's generated by it now where it's not just a, you know, like your dad said, you're going to wash cars for a living. It's like, well, hell yeah. That's what, people do i mean they have people have million dollar <laughs> shops set up just to detail cars and um you know by the way you younger folks that didn't understand any of those names like vic edelbrock or something look up on google you'll see them they're good guys um they yeah, so they go back to this these are all the hot rod <laughs> original hot rod guys oh all my the, gosh yeah all in the speed anything they could do to make the car go faster that's what their their key component was that was their hot button you know let's yep. let's had to make them go faster and that's what it was you know it's funny we're talking about the history of of detail and it was a good i would say a good 30 years into my career before we really start to see the industry develop and i'm going to tell you i'm going to go on record to say this because he really deserves the accolades um because i saw something in 2007 happen and i knew the day i met this young man that we were about ready to see a game-changing thing and that there was an industry being developed and that came out of mcguire's a young guy named jason rose yep and uh, he walked in my shop this was 2000 and i think it was 2008 he walked in my shop and and you know, I didn't know who he was or anything. He, he didn't make an appointment. He just showed up, you know, and, and it was cool. He came in to share with me what Barry had told him to do. Him and Barry had sat down. I think Jason had a hot button to try to develop something a little differently. And Barry and Jason decided instead of just making chemicals and shoving them down our throat, you know, take it or leave it. If you don't like it, don't use it. We don't care. Barry yeah. and Jason came to the conclusion that, well, why don't we start meeting some of these higher end guys and ask them what they need or what they're looking for? And I was really impressed when Jason asked me that question. And when he showed up at my, you know, in my shop and we started talking, I was like, are you kidding right now? I got a lot to share with you, you know? And, and I think that was a key turning point where we actually started to see the industry start to change because now you have a manufacturer who had money, the mm-hmm. financial structure, the infrastructure to actually pull that off. Right. And Jason was the key player in that overall <clears throat> start. And, and, and it was so ironic because Jason, another guy, Paul Weidler, Jason, Paul, and I used to sit in my 
shop, you know, after five o'clock when the cars are done and finished and, and we'd sit and open a couple of beers and we'd literally just sit and play and test and try this and try that. How does this pad work? How does that pad work? And, and in 2009, I had the opportunity to fly over to Europe and, and meet Paul Dalton. And uh, the reason I went over to meet with him, you know, he was a company's called Miracle Wash, R- really interesting guy. And I wanted to find out why he was going from our big, you know, for all my career, back in the, a lot of these guys don't know that back in my day, we had one tool and three yep. pieces, 14 inch, and yep. you literally screwed them onto the DeWall. There's a pain in the butt. But, you know, these were big pads and, and they did get a little smaller. We were down to, I think, 14, 11 and 14 inch pads. And this guy, Paul Dalton, started talking about how he was cutting these pads down to like five inches. End of story. Look what happened. Look where we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So many, so many changes have taken place, you know, since that day, Jason Rose walked into my door. He deserves the accolades. I mean, he really did make a make a statement. And I don't think anybody really knows that story. It's, it's kind of no, cool. I, I love that because I think about the, you know, when Rod and I uh, created Rotafest. I mean, we created our company in 2009, brought it to... We brought Rotafest to the Mobile Tech Expo in 2010, right? And we were the only software player in there except for one other one, right? And we were outside in a hall. Yeah. <laughs> it was really a PDR expo, right? And we're we're there and we're like, guys, you need software. And these guys back in the day were like, I don't need software for my business. I don't need technology. I don't need systems, right? It was all about... <clears throat> What do I detail? How do I attract the attention of not only my customer, but show off to all the other detailers? And it's really interesting to watch that evolution since, you know, us 09. So, you know, Jody, you say that back then, but I'll be honest with you. You know, it's a, a, a lot of these detailers are wondering why they're, they're broke, why they're not making yeah. money month to month. They barely make a living and it's because they don't want to do what you just said, even to this day. They think that the next new tool or the next new pad or the next new chemical, you know, or that next car getting into the shop is where they're going to make their money. And, and God, if they would just wake up and realize that there's a lot more to it than, you know, a machine, a pad, or, you know, another car coming into your shop, you know, yeah, Yeah. you can work seven days a week, 14 hours a day and be broke. And and that's the, and there's people that are doing it. So, so let's talk about, because some of the innovations that have come up and I know the thing you're the right now with Revivify, you know, when we talked to you at mobile tech expo and how excited you were, when you saw that product, talk about that when you first saw that product and where you see it going, you know, a lot of people in the industry make a lot of, you know, when you become a leader, my name is known all over the world. And when you become a leader, you, you bring the haters and the, and the people that love you. Yeah. Yep. You know, a lot of people have said a lot of bad things about me when it comes to jumping ship or moving from company to company. Uh, but my the reality was what I was doing is educating myself. I'm a businessman. I'm not stupid. And, you know, trying Modesta, trying Ceramic Pro, trying IGL, trying uh, G Techniques, you know, all these different coatings uh, when they first arrived here in 2010, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I was the very first person to use ceramic coatings in the U.S. And that was with uh, NanoShine Technology, which, you know, is today Ceramic Pro and, and Dr. G with uh, Optic Coat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was interesting because I really saw something there. And growing those past eight, nine years in the ceramic coating industry, watching the ceramic coating business grow, 
um, it, it really evolved into two things that I see. And that's the manufacturers overmarketed the product. I think back in the day, if you remember, uh, one of the companies was taking a cigarette lighter and you banged a hell out of the yeah. car. Yeah. 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 And, and then, so what happened was retail consumers were going, Hey, watch this. Look what I can do to my car. They bang the hell of it, wipe it out and go, Oh God, <laughs> it didn't work. You know? Yeah. And so we had to kind of muddle through those first few years of those type of demos and things like that. Um, and it evolved into the point where too many of the manufacturers, I think it's too easy. The manufacturers have made it too simple for somebody to just pick up the phone, answer a couple questions over a telephone, and wham, they make you an applicator. Um, they don't do any background check. They don't know if this guy's even any good at applying it. So I, I don't lay blame on the manufacturer at all because I think the ceramic industry is, obviously, these, these coatings are way better than waxes and sealants. Yeah. And changer and they'll stay a game changer but i think what's happened is the manufacturers are allowing too many you know inexperienced people to get their hands on these coatings and they're not applying them correctly and so these these consumers today that are buying a ceramic coating are spending you know a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, three, four thousand dollars to get their car coded. And in some of my speaking engagements, and when I meet some of these people, say, you know, Mel, I, I did that ceramic coating on my car. It cost me two thousand. I, I wouldn't do it again. And, and I don't think it has anything to do with the ceramic coating. It, it probably has to do going back to, isn't it true that it's probably, you know, user error? The, the person that actually applied that coating on that car probably didn't do it correctly or possibly put it on too thin so that particular customer or consumer didn't get the results they were looking for yeah right. and it so, comes to expectations too what's the expectation have you built it up that this is going to be the <laughs> fix all for everything you're going to bring in this totally beat up car and when it leaves it's going to look grand. <laughs> it, it, you, you can't oversell what it is I tell, I, you know you got to tell your customer look there's nothing we drive shiny objects down the 405 freeway and i don't know if you know the 405 but it, it's under construction right now there's rocks and boulders and nails and you name it they're all over the freeway and there's nothing nothing on the market that's going to make our cars bulletproof you got to let the client know that yeah. but the reality is these and again i go back to what you just said was you know the expectation has to be said and i think the manufacturers in the early days you know uh scratch resistant chip resistant all the things they said um you know weren't really i'm not going to say weren't true but you know it didn't really hold up to that level uh, whereas film really has really made a mark in the industry. Yeah. Uh, paint protection film has really provided a level of paint protection that, you know, is, is amazing. I started doing film back in 1998. Uh, wow. and, and, and it's really changed. That's also, that's a whole nother topic, but going oh, yeah. into revivify, it's interesting because, you know, as business owners, all of us, uh, and this is in every industry, you know, it's taught at every Ivy league school in the world. In order to be a great businessman, in order to own a successful business, we always are looking for the best way to uh, outperform our competitors. And there's only really two ways to do that, either offer a better service or offer a better product. And I think um, I started looking in the market for uh, the new hot button that I was seeing these past four years was the self-healing aspect that was coming out in film as well. Um, so it wasn't something, you know, I was chasing after it's just, it was a hot button of mine. I thought well, this self-healing does it work. Is it really good? And I'm not going to say any names here, but I tried a few and, and they didn't work. Um, they, they performed, um, but not to the point where I really got that excited. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't, I didn't want to go out of the frying pan into the fire, you know, and, mm -hmm. and yeah. I didn't see it. And it was actually a couple guys up in Canada that, that um, turned me on to the product 
And that's how I got started. I, 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 I got it sent to me. And, and the, again, the self-healing was the big hot button for me. And once I started using the product and started, you know, finagling my way through how to do this, I just got more excited and more excited. And uh, if we fast forward to today, it's not me any longer that needs to market Revivify. Uh, it's not our applicators. It's our customers now that are boasting and posting and yep. And I've never seen um, customers send so many referral business in all my career, 47 years. And trust me, I've dealt with a lot of chemicals and products and, and have been a tester for a lot of these major brands. But I've never seen a, a single individual product be such a game changer. Uh, and, and the only reason I say that is because it's really our customers that are going to tell the story. We can brag all we want. Manufacturers can market all they want. Applicators can sell all they want. But the bottom line is if it's not received and accepted by the consumer who's using the product, who experiences it on a daily basis, that's the telltale sign of a great product or a failed product. Either way you go. Uh, it's the same with compounds and polishes. And I mean, you know, as well as I do, everybody and their grandmother now has a ceramic coating. And if everybody stays, fo you know, what's the definition of insanity? Keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And I think these chemists don't just sit around and do nothing. These, you know, they're little round glasses, they're pocket protectors, they're little beakers and little fires and, uh, you know, all their little powders when, you know, not many guys have been in a lab. I've been experienced, uh, lucky to be experienced to be inside labs where they take these little powders, you know, and mix them in a milkshake machine and go, hey, Mel, try that. And then you go back and forth until you come up with something that truly works. And I think the, the chemist in, in Taiwan who developed Revivify, he really got on the right track. And his focus was more along the lines of, well, if paint protection film is so great and it's, it, it's really a key winning product in, in the market today, I'm going to chase after that. So it's like the crowd of people, everyone going this way. Mm -hmm. But the chemist in Taiwan said, well, if everyone's going that way. What's going on over here? And that's the direction he went. And his development of this nine years ago was a, actually a spray application of paint protection film. And he learned early on that there was no way that was going to work because nobody has a paint booth. And yeah, it took several years. And five years ago, he finally launched uh, Revivify as a hand applied coating. And uh, yeah, it's, and uh, you know, when I first started two years ago, there was, I think four countries uh, today, there's 57 countries Wow. wow. And thousands of applicators. It's on, I've never seen a product grow so fast. And so mm. we're definitely not the biggest and I'm just a U.S. distributor. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, you know, my name carries a lot of weight, I guess, but uh, it's been interesting to watch the growth, but more importantly, the interesting part of it is watching consumers that are experiencing a level of performance they haven't seen in the traditional ceramic coating category. And yeah. again, it's not, again, I don't say there's, there's nothing wrong with ceramic coatings. I've been doing them forever. I still have a couple of ceramics in, in my shop. It, you know, it's just chemistry. Everything evolves. Technology evolves. Yeah. You're now seeing the next generation in levels of paint protection coming to fruition. Now we're seeing something that's changed. It's going to evolve. We're not the we're not the first. We're not going to be the last. It's going to evolve even more. I really thought it would come from the manufacturer side. I really did. I didn't think it was going to come in the form of an aftermarket product. 
Um, but it has, and, and it is a game changer. It's, it's an amazing thing to watch, uh, watch this grow and watch this, you know, even in my own shop to see customers come back for their annual or biannual checkups. And I'm looking at their car and finally, it's like, my heart is like, finally a product that does what it says it can do. And and that's volumes. Yeah, and I think that answers your question. I didn't come on to your show, you know, to promote Revivify. I came onto your show because you were invited me. And I think the the historic part of the entire industry, you know, it's funny because I am a trainer. And, you know, every night during training week, when I lay my head on my pillow, I really truly ask myself, am I giving the, these students the best I got? You know, yeah. think about a, a student and, and, you know, you learn after years when you become a trainer uh, or a leader in the industry, when these men or women come to me, we don't know their backgrounds. It's an online thing. They sign up, they call in, they give us their credit card. The first time I meet them is the first day of class. I don't know their backgrounds or anything. I get to know that later. And, and I'm going to tell you guys something. It's amazing. Some of these guys will beg, borrow, and steal to get to that training class. Yeah. They have money. They're barely making ends meet. Their wives are pissed at them because they actually paid five grand to go to a Mel Craig train. What are you out of your mind? What are you doing? And when you think about that for a second, just really take that to heart. How important now is it for me to give that guy everything he deserves and needs so that he can go take care of the, that wife and those kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah responsibility that is on my shoulders that I have to carry. If I'm really morally and ethically straight, I carry that responsibility big time. I want my students to succeed. They need to listen. They need to understand that, you know, you can't just show up at training and do something and walk out the door. There's a lot involved in training and becoming a real professional trainer. And that's part of it. And that's, that's really the, the biggest thing in my career these past several years is, eight or nine years is really uh, getting into these guys' heads and letting them know there's a lot more to this industry to making an income than cleaning a car. Yeah. You know, if you think about it for a second, I had a student at a big seminar I did, I had a student stand up in the middle of the crowd and I'll never forget this as long as I live. It hit and resonated with me big time. He said, Mel, we're not NASA sending a man to Mars. We clean cars for a living. And when you think about that statement and you can simplify your business and start running it like a real business, you're going to see true success. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's, that's, there's no doubt in my mind that that's all you have to do is realize that. And the second thing is, if you really want to have success in, in car care, you need mentors. Don't think mm-hmm. you I have five guys on my board of advisors because I have the detailing pros license program, Revivify. I have some pretty large organizations and a lot of people depend on me giving them straight and honest information. And my four, my five guys, these are multimillionaires. Uh, three of them are my clients and two of, them are two of my great friends. They're all retired, very successful businessmen. And I don't make a move without them. I literally, anytime I make a decision for my business or for Revivify or for the Detailing Pros license program, I don't make that decision unless I make that phone call. And sometimes I don't like what they tell me, but they have my best interest at heart. And some of these detailers, they have to swallow their pride. They have to put their egos aside and reach out and start realizing they can't do it on their own. 
Yeah, no, I think that's a really, really important thing. And I, I think a lot of times what happens is somebody gets, they get into the industry, they clean a car and they spend six and a half hours and it looks great. It looks better than anything they've ever done. And that helps build that ego. But then you go into that and then six months later, you realize I can't take six and a half hours to clean this car. I've got to do this. I've got to, this is a business. I've got to make it look that good in a shorter amount of time so that you can turn it into a business. And I think people get stuck at certain levels. Somebody gets stuck at that level of, I took this much time and it looks great. And that's the person that's, that's marketing to the other detailers. And then some people get stuck on just the business aspect and they lose that passion for the car. And they're just like, it's just, it's in and out, baby. It's in and out. How many can I get in and out? And that's the guy that you see, as soon as there's a downturn, I'll, I'll do the whole thing for a hundred bucks. And, and I think you've got to have a balance there. And I think some of the, um, the guys that you mentioned, you know, the Jason Rose and, and I mean, Jason is a fabulous guy. We were just actually at the training center, the Rupes training center, uh, in the spring, yeah, he's still that, yeah. developing. He's still he's innovating. Still what innovating, can I do next? Pushing himself. He, he showed us a product that hasn't even come out yet. And we got our hands on it and got to test it out. And they're, it's they're testing cool. some really, really awesome stuff. And I, I love the innovation because I love being able to look back, like you said, when I had a 12 inch and a rotary and, and I remember when you had to tie the pad on, it had a little string and you tied it yeah. on the back of the thing. Right. And yeah. it get to, if you, you did it wrong and it'd spin, Oh my spin God. Up. So just the innovations of where we've come to and the speed at which you can now get the same result. And I think that's what the greatest thing is, is I can get a result out of this. And, and let's be honest, manufacturers are getting worse and worse at their, the quality of their paint. The paints are thinner. They're oh, uneven. Yeah. You can it's take a brand new car. Yeah. You can take a, a brand new car and you can go around panel to panel to panel and you get a different thickness all over. And so the, the idea that um, we're going to get that super deep gloss and that super great shine out of every car, you're not. You're not every car that is mass produced is not up to the same standard. So um, I think that that's the whole thing is not just expectations for your customers, but expectations for you. You've got to learn, go to train. We, we tell people all the time, go to trainings. I see all the time on social media. Hey, I'm just starting out. I'm 17 year olds. What should I do? And I'm like, you, you need to get some training, go learn from somebody because the real trainers, the ones that really are passionate about teaching want those students to learn and get there faster than they did. Right. I mean, you, you want your students to get there in less than 47 years because that's the whole goal, right? It's to yeah. have them walk away and go, Oh my God, this was the greatest thing I ever did. This is going to enhance my business. The thing that really, you know, as I was listening to you talk about not only the journey that the industry has taken, but your passion <clears throat> of feeling the weight of being a trainer. And as I was listening to you, I was thinking about a conversation I had at Southern Detailers Conference with Jamie Gonzalez with J&G Recon down in Salt Lake. And he's like, man, I never miss an opportunity for training because I'm always looking for a way to elevate my game as a person, my game as a business owner. And if, if I know that I can do that, it will propel me towards my goals. And last week, I had the great opportunity to go down and sit down with one of our customers. And it was interesting as I sat down with him and I sat down with his grandson, who is, is his partner. He's like, you know what? I don't know what I don't know. We've always done it this way. And I'm not sure how it's going to work. 
And once I sat down side by side with them and I said, all right, look at your whiteboard. This is what we're going to do in the software. And I walked step by step and all of a sudden he goes, oh, I see it. Yeah, there you right? go. And you need that I see it moment. That light bulb goes on. Yep. You know, Rod said something, and I really want to highlight this really big time because you were you you hit it perfect, Rod. Was you know what detailers today have to understand is there's what's called profit in the business world. They don't really mm -hmm. realize in order to call yourself successful, you can be making a half a million a year. But if you're spending one point, you know, a, a half a million plus five hundred thousand, you're 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 broke. What your job is as a professional businessman is to get your expenses and your time way down yep. and your value and your dollar way up. And in between is profit. If you take too long and you're spending too much money and you're not yep. creating that value to get the money you want, all of a sudden you're upside down. You're losing money every single month. And you know, it's funny. I, I share this with students all the time. Time is of the essence. You don't necessarily have to be a great pink correction specialist. You don't need to know every tool, how it works perfect. You don't need to know every pad or every chemical. What you do need to know is technique. And just because everyone does it this way doesn't make it right. For example, NASCAR. If you take NASCAR, the engineer, the owner, the driver, and the pit crew, they meet. All the time, constantly meeting and training. Why? They want to shave one second off of their time in any chance they can. One second. And yet when I train detailers to wear Kevin, uh, Kevin Davis's detailers helper belt. Oh, yeah. Just that one belt will start to shave time off of their off of their work. And yep. if you if, and if NASCAR wants to shave one second off of their race time, what does that mean to them? That means a could potentially multi-million dollar win. Yeah. And, and that's how important it is to learn that it's not necessarily how well you, you uh, or what machine or what pattern you have, but how well you use it. What are the techniques? Are you on your hands and knees at the bottom of the car, standing up, going back and forth? Or do you understand that one-handed technique that I teach? I mean, there's so many techniques oh, yeah. to get your speed down. The detailers helper belt, retractable extending, everything that I do in my shop, my shop is built for training. And I design that shop so that it can show the student how to cut your time down on every car you do. That creates profit. That's what yep. these guys really need to learn and understand. You know, it, it, you can see my passion. I'm very much. Oh, yeah. One, you know, their success is, you know, Ron Jody. Uh, their success is our success. Absolutely. You know, the more successful these guys become, the more people are on your show. And, you know, by the way, I go back, uh, Paul Weiler and I had a, I think it was the original podcast. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, we did a, Ted Delopoulos wrote a book on podcasting and I was in that book. Uh, that was back in, I think, 2004, 2005, when podcasting was first birthing. Yeah, yeah. And Paul and I grew that show. I think there's like 30, 40 countries listening. And um, it just took a lot of work. And eventually it, uh, in my moving and things that I've changed in my career, I just didn't have time to con continue to yeah. do that. So my, I applaud you guys because this is the kind of venue that truly can change. Uh, there's people listening right now. And what I mean by that, when I'm saying there's people listening right now, there are people going, wow, this guy's making sense. Yeah. Wow, 
I got to I got to check into this. There's more to this than I thought. When they hear guys like you speak, or guys, we're all we're old timers. You guys, we, we've been around the block. You know, it, you know, these are the you know, a lot of the guys want to share information amongst each others, uh, whereas you should be reaching up, reach up to the leadership, not you don't want to reach sideways which is not bad i'm just saying but reach up to the guys who really have been around the block that know their stuff you can call me an old guy but i and and that i'm old school yeah i'm old school. you know it's funny i can't train a lot of my students i cannot teach them what i used to do and the only reason is because none of that exists anymore right yep. right but the foundation that the three of us have the foundation that we have is what we are teaching and that goes back to the roots of this industry and where it came from yeah. 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 And the thing is, is you wouldn't teach them those techniques, right? When I was working in, in car restoration in the eighties and I was doing um, like, we would, we would do some stupid crap today that you just don't even do, but you'd take a single stage urethane paint and it came out of the booth hours ago and you're hitting that sucker hard with a rotary. And you know, you just, you wouldn't do that. You don't train that anymore. You go, okay, when it comes out, you're going to use something that's nice and soft and it's, you know, the paint's fresh and you, 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 it's a different technique. I think it's valuable to have that because when you go forward with it, you can help them understand the advantage that we have today over the way we had to do it before. And I think that's the greatest piece. I mean, we look at stuff like uh, the rotaries and the way the paints used to be. And you're like, yeah, but now you have, you know, if you get a paint job, that's a, a repaint, like a hot rod, I'm, I'm super passionate, hot rod guy. You get a repaint that's a hot rod and I've got, oh my God, I've got three full coats of clear. I, I'm, this is a blank canvas. I can do whatever I want. I can wet sand this thing. I can get all the orange peel out. I can make it look really, really good. Brand new car comes off the lot, you know, Volkswagen Jetta, mid, mid range car. <laughs> you are not hitting that thing. You're not wet sanding that you are that you got to be careful with it. So I like to take that experience that we have and say, look, this is how you can go forward with that because eventually somebody's going to run into that. They're going to run into a repaint. Jody and I were doing a training in Utah and it was a brand new, it was in 2019. We, it was a brand new Dodge Durango 2019. And I got on the front fender and I went, Whoa, everybody stop. This is a repaint. And they said, no, this is a brand new car. We just got it off the rental lot. And I said, um, there's, not, there, yeah. there's not runs in brand new cars. I can see a tape line. This is a repaint. We started hitting it with a paint gauge. Holy crap. It, <laughs> it was insane. Just the difference between the front of the fender and the back yeah. of the fender. I'm like, it, somebody went to Mako. Okay. That's, yeah. This was not a good paint job. So I love the fact that you're passionate about the training more than just the products because the products are just a result of how you apply them. That's you can it. take you can take a mediocre coating or a mediocre polish and you can get a phenomenal finish out of it if you're the right guy, right? And I think that the training and the techniques and what you do with it is more important than necessarily the brand you use and everybody has their favorites and some perform better, like you said, than others. And I think that's important too, but I, I love the passion you have. I love the passion that the guys that our, our generation has the Jason roses, the, you know, the Rennie Doyles, the, the SB threes, the, you know, Barry Thiels of the, just the people that are older that have gone through the trials and tribulation of this industry growing up in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a great, you know, it's been a great career and, you know, I wish my career on everybody. And you're, I think uh, what Jody said about, yeah, you don't want to wait 47 years to have it. And the cool thing about 
you know, when you get the right training, and there's a lot of people out there that offer training that you guys know as well as that should not be training. And, and the listener that all your listeners out there, anybody who's participating in your show, you need to really press that message home big time because there's a lot of people, you know, my business coach a long time ago told me, she said, you know, Mel, those that can't do teach. And there's a lot of these guys who could never make a living, you know, detailing a car. And yet they're now becoming trainers. And I see it all around me, you know, and to this day, here I am 65 in a couple of weeks. I'm still doing cars. You guys, I have yeah. a working shop when students come to my train they come to a real working shop it's not a classroom setup when these cars roll through the door they see me interacting with the clients then they train the second and third day they actually start interacting with the clients i train them in a real working environment and this is where you really learn what it's all about and and how difficult it can be to to make a living in car care this is a business if business is easy everybody would do it and there wouldn't be any money in it right yeah yeah you know, you can convince your wife and tell your wife, you know, I'm going to make, you know, just think if if I just do 10 percent of the cars in our city, you know, it's like, oh, my God, wake up. There's no, the cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, could, if I just work 23 yeah. hours a day, yeah, I can yeah, make yeah. a living. You know? If I just do this and I just do that, I'm going to have this. And, it, you know, if you want to be a great doctor, you go to a good medical school. You want to be a great lawyer, you go to a good law school. You want to cut hair, go to cosmetology school. You want to be a contractor, you got to go through a journeymanship program. You want to be a detailer, you can go to Home Depot, buy a bucket and a sponge and a garden hose. You can go to the detailing shop down the street and buy some supplies. Go to FedEx, have a business card and call yourself a professional on that card. And hence, you're now in the competitive market. Yep. That's not going to make you the the professional that you truly want to be. And it's not going to make you an income that you truly want to have. Yes. I love that. I agree. So, agree hundred percent. So how do you, I mean, obviously we could keep going. I mean, but yeah. the, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I, and I also really appreciate okay, I couldn't believe you guys asked me to be on the show. I was honored. I was no. very honored oh. to be invited. Dude, we're so excited. And, and the highlight for me, I mean, the whole episode was amazing, but I didn't know that story about Jason Rose and, you know, it just really reemphasized what an impact he has had on the market. So a second shout out to Jason Rose. Thank you for all that you do for yeah, the industry. He was, he was a, I tell everyone, he, it was a game changer. That was, I, I'm pretty sure it was 2007 when he walked in my door to might've been 2008. And I, I knew I, 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 inside there was nobody really to share with, but inside I was thinking, Oh my God, if this really happens and this company McGuire's does this and Jason continued to just roll through with McGuire's and started calling on D and end of story. And that's when we really saw the dynamics of the industry start to change. We've always been behind other industries always. Yeah. Um, and now we seem to be on the forefront and, and really this is an industry now. And, and a lot of guys make very healthy incomes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got students that, you know, they're making half a million to, you know, 1.5 million in, in their own prospective shops and, and so proud of them. And they're profitable because they've got the right training. They got the, and a lot of these guys come back for advanced training and things like that. They stay honed into their game, but 90, awesome. you know, as well as I do, 90% of all the detailers out there are flat broken. If they don't open up and realize they've got to make some changes and start reaching out, they're just going to stay in that boat and it's going to sail to nowhere, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So how do, how do people get in touch with the detail pros and you with Revivify? 
Well, you can go to teamrevivify.com. You can go to the detailingpros.com. And you can call my office at 714-795-2983. Uh, you can call my, my personal cell phone, 760-803-1955. I take all the calls. I don't have people that, you know, screen my calls or anything. I try to take as many calls as I can. I've got six leaders, uh, Darren Hosking and David Rottenberg, Jason Caruthiers. I got some great leaders uh, on my team that if I can't take these calls that, you know, I, I can, I can make sure that, you know, they get the help they truly need from some of these other guys who are on my team and, and, you know, I back them up 100%. So yeah, just go to teamrevivify.com, uh, detailingpros.com and look up all the stuff that I offer and what I do. And, and, you know, it's not about trying to get a student or a customer or anything like that. Just, Hey, a lot of guys just need to, they don't have the money right now. And, and maybe they're starting their research and I'd love to guide them down the right path, whether they go with me or not, doesn't make any difference, but I need to get into their head and let them know what they have to look forward to. It's a great, I, I just can't get it through everyone, how much money they can really make in car care. I live yeah. a lifestyle. I wish everyone could live. You know, I, I really do wish people would understand you can make a tremendous income here that rivals that in the upper 5% income bracket in America. Yeah. yeah. It's yep, a, yep. a hell of a living if you do it right. Uh, and, yep. and here's another thing. This industry, especially the paint correction side, I really, I really want to take a lot of credit because I really, really pushed getting out of detail. And if you want to be a detailer, so is everybody and their grandmother. And if you put yourself in the detailing industry, that's where your customers are going to look at you. Well, you're a detailer and you're a detailer. They're not going to decipher between the two. So you need to separate yourself somehow, some way. And when you start looking at other ways to call yourself something different, it's going to help you. Hence, I'm a paint correction specialist. I specialize mm -hmm. in paint correction and paint protection. I'm an expert in car care. Get rid of the word detailing. I'm bummed out because I named my company the Detailing Pros way back when. Um, we used to back then have to explain to our customers what detailing was. Right, yeah, right. Hey, Today, you don't. Everybody and their grandmother knows what a detail is. And if you put yourself into that category, that's where you're going to be stuck. You need to start striving and looking for other ways to separate yourself from these com the competitors to start growing and, and, and offering something special. And when people see value, they will pay whatever you ask. If they see value. I'll give you an example. I, so I'm on Motor Trend or Velocity or Discovery TV. That's not being braggadocious. What I'm saying is because of that, that's value. I've built a brand and that value, customer sees me on television. They automatically think, oh, he must be the best. I'm going to him. And that's what our detailers out there need to do. They need to find some way to build value in their company, in their, in, in their way. And once they create that value, the customer will pay them whatever they ask. Yep. They just got to create that value. Give them and, and dropping your prices doesn't create value. It actually no. cheapens the company. Raising your prices, all of a sudden that creates value. Yep. You're racing to the bottom. Everybody needs to stop racing to the bottom. Yeah, if you, if you want to make more money is get rid of, we see so many people that their, their service offering is 15 different services, but oh, they only do five, get rid of the other 10 exactly. Offer those five services and provide value with those five. Just, yeah, they, people need to get mentors that have done it and know how to do it and, and, and stop trying to race to the bottom. Rod, you're on the, I love you, dude. I love you. Dude. <laughs> when I see you at SEMA. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, well, thank you so much for taking the time, guys. Oh, boy, I love if, it. You don't, if you don't know Mel Craig, you got to get connected with the, with him. You can see he's passionate. He's driven to help you in your business. 
Um, and so we want to thank you again for taking the time and you guys that are, God, I, I just, I'm blessed beyond belief. You guys, thank you. Yeah, no, it's super awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, guys, please remember to like share and what else? Subscribe. Subscribe. And That's we right. will we'll check talk you, to you guys out all later. Same time next week. Thank See you ya. guys. Adios. Adios.